my voice has been kind of weird lately. Um, so I didn't do a show on Monday because I woke up and I like literally didn't have a voice. But um, it looks like I'm having another issue. I don't know what it is with my. Um, I don't know what it is with my. Let's see, recording device. Oh, that's probably why. So Microsoft Cell Data playback device. Yeah, I got that, but the recording device. I think that's screwed up. So let me um, let me try this. I'm going to try to do the cable output, and then I'm going to try to record this again. Let's see if it works. No? Okay. So it looks like audio setup. I'm going to go back to recording device. This is me on my, um, this is me on my, this is Audacity. Yeah. One of the O3, VAO3, Okay. And then we'll try to record again. And it's flatlining. So it looks like if I don't. Uh, let's see, that, 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 that's open. The two needs to be open. And that should do it. No, that's not going to do it. Okay, so I guess there just won't be a podcast on SoundCloud today. That's okay. Um, I'm going to work around. I'm going to work around and try to find out what's going on with this guy because evidently the audio, not Skype, it's the um, not Skype, it's Audacity because. Obviously, Audacity is no longer subscribing itself to my, let's see, voice meter output, voice meter VO3. Yeah, it's VO3. So, putting audio devices, we got that. Okay, yeah, so it's flatlining. So, we're, not, we're just not going to publish to what's it called today. And that's fine. It'll, just, it'll still be on Blog Talk Radio. And that's fine with me. So, we'll go ahead and get this started. We'll go ahead and get the show started. Anyway, it's me. It's me, uh, ABC. And welcome to the ABC Dating Podcast, where I take modern dating and disavow it for your entertainment. If you would like to call me, if you literally like to call me, and you can, uh, the number is area code 563-999-3596. 563-999-3596. Sorry, about, sorry for the discombobulated uh, opening there. It's just weird that all of my, all of a sudden my audacity just decides to just take a dump on me. I mean, so now I'm not going to save the project before closing. Um, maybe if I restart and try again, I'm just going to restart and try it again, and we're going to see what happens here once I find it. So today what I wanted to do is, while I'm waiting for this to go, today is Wednesday, so I want to do because we want to dedicate the day of the week to going through news articles and things like that. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's on my phone. I don't know what it's been, but oh, there we go. Yay, Audacity is back up, so now I can post to I can post to SoundCloud. So let's try this again. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you're not going to hear an intro, and that's fine. Audacity that I use likes to take a dump every now and then by the time the show starts and then the intro plays and the Audacity misses it. So now i got to restart the show one more time for our people on SoundCloud. So it's me, it's me, it's ABC coming at you on SoundCloud. You're on SoundCloud, it's recorded. Anyway, welcome to the ABC podcast, right? I think Modern Dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. 
Well, Blog Talk Radio, if you want to call me, the area code now is area code 563-999-3596. Area code 563-999-3596. If you're listening on SoundCloud, it makes literally no difference because you can't call me. You're listening to it recorded. But if you do want to call, I'm usually on the air from 11 to 12. Despite what it may say on my profile right now, I'm going to change that. But I'm usually on from 11 to 12, so if you want to use that number, area code 555-563-999-3596, between the hours of 11 and 12 Pacific time, so do the math if you're in another time zone, then go ahead and give me a call. And just ask me whatever you want to ask me, all right? Today I want to go through, today I want to go through some articles. You know, it's Wednesday. Let's do a news day. Actually, I'm doing this because I literally did no show. I literally woke up like uh, two months ago, and I was like, oh, let's do a show. So I'm going to do a show. But this, this show is going to be, I want to go through some articles that have been pre-curated for me, a la Benny. And so um, let's do that. But first, you know, I found a website, and as I learned more about it, if you like coding, it's a great website. If you like, if you're a coding and RPG fan like I am, like I'm a big RPG fan, and I loved, I used to love. Oh, let me get this down out of my. Let me get this down on my thing. If I have those, I used to love the old text, uh, the old text RPGs, text-based RPGs, because they they were so creative, right? The problem with the older text-based RPGs is that they always followed a linear thing. Why? Because coding was very linear back then. You you used your you used logic loops, logic loops and circles and things like that, and you used it. You used the computer. You used your computer. Uh, I forget. I just blanked on the word. But you used the computer's what's the paradigm? That's not the word. But you you just typed in you typed in your commands on the computer, and you let the computer execute the commands, and it would execute the commands in a linear way. And that's the way the old computer works. Well, now with AI, AI literally doesn't it doesn't do the thinking for you, but it thinks, you know, you know how AI just thinks and spits out random stuff. But it's usually just it's it's good. It's AI. It's just like another person. It's like having another brain there. So instead of following a linear a linear programming set, what it does is it thinks and then it spits out results. It brings a whole new depth to text-based RPGs, and I found this website that's really fun, and I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn to start coding with this because it just piqued my interest in coding now. So I'm gonna start I'm gonna use this to learn coding because what I wanna do is on my own website if I can if I'm able to do it, I want to put some plugins so that you can come to my site if you're a if you're an RPG and text based RPG loving person. I want to put this on my website where you can create a character, go into the AI text based chat that it has literally create a character and then set out, give it a, give it a set of parameters, go out on an adventure. Cause that's what I, that's literally what I've been doing. I, I use this web, went on this website. I, all I did was I created a character. I used the AI based photo generator to create what this character looks like. 
and you use the AI text based thing, you use AI text chat, and you plug in parameters for the scenario and things like that, and it it's out the scenario, and then you go on your adventure, and then it helps you along. So you can literally build an entire story. Like, I've got two stories going on. One is based on Fallout 3's Mothership Zeta, where me and another person have been kidnapped by aliens, and we're trying, to, we're trying to escape. And then I have another one that I'm working that I'm exploring catacombs to find something called the Scrolls of Pistocles to heal an, to heal an alien king. So, and that's Going swimming week. So if I can, I'm want to learn how to code so I can put something like that on my own website. So keep an eye out for that. Now, dating. Dating articles. See, I, I put in modern dating into Bing, and this is what it spit out. So we're going to go through some of these. I just wanted to do a curated radio day. And then if you want to call me, today will be an excellent day to call me because there won't be much of a monologue. I just want to spit that out there right now. So call me with your questions. And then I'll probably do some plenty of fish articles. Oh, speaking of which, I got to go back to plenty of fish because, oh, wait, no, that's not POS. Well, I got a response from that one woman who wants to do the interview. I wonder if I got a, a message. I did all you know, on the year. No, she didn't write me back yet. So I don't know. She may be interested. She may not be. I offered a conference. I offered her comp- financial compensation for it. So we'll see how that goes. That's fine. Go back to Blockbuckery. All right. Now, curated list. Mashable. Two days ago on MSN. Oh, Mashable. You gotta love Mashable. Mashable is such a left wing rag and it's it's very gynocentric, so it's I often laugh at a lot of the articles they put up. But Mashable, why are people turning into blind dates in the era of online dating? Gee, I wonder. So they're wondering why people are turning to blind dates. If you've been listening to this show for at least a month, um, that well, almost almost a month that I've been going through. Well, no, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Let me not lie, but I've been going through some of these online profiles, these online dating app profiles, and dude, if you read some of these, then you would understand why people are going for blind dating, because honestly. Okay, ladies, let's be honest. Y'all don't know how to advertise yourselves, and it's really weird because, especially the marketing executives that are, that are on the sites that are on single sites, that's what I find most strange. Because you can literally market items to a target audience, hit that demographic, and generate billions of dollars in sales, yet you cannot sell yourself to a target audience and get yourselves a date. I do not understand that. But it's not just marketing executives. This is women. It's women in general. Um, there are a few here and there that have really good profiles. And you know, when I find it, I, I talk about it. And they talk about how good the profiles are. They do the good, the bad, and the ugly. But most, most of y'all, your profiles are just like wow. Like I was reading some other ones, and um, there was this one where there was a veterinarian, and this veterinarian, she like. Again, she was touting her accomplishments. She was touting her professional accomplishments. That's good if you want to market to a woman, but literally men, really men don't care about your professional accomplishments. We, we don't because we understand 
that the farther you progress in your career, the more masculine energy you're going to be in. So women who progress really far in their career, we don't want you. We don't want you. That's, that's just it. We don't want, we don't want to be in a relationship. I mean, let's forget. If you're gay, you want to be, if you're a gay male, you want to be in a relationship with another man. If you're heterosexual, then we don't want to be in a relationship with another man. We can't have two bulls in one pen. So two mess, two people masculine energy is, is no. And then she wonders why she gets a bunch of feminized, feminized F boys responding to her. This is because you, you put out the energy that you are a heterosexual woman in your masculine energy. And the energy you put out, you're going to, you're going to attract the opposite. So with you being a, a heterosexual woman putting out masculine energy, you're going to draw, well, you're not going to draw homosexual men, but you're going to draw men who are in their feminine energy. And that's the thing. So you're going to draw heterosexual men who are in their feminine energy. And those are the men that she complains about. So it's interesting that women don't really grasp this concept. And a lot of men don't either. A lot of men, a lot of men, but they're, they have gynocentric profiles. And then they wonder why they get women that are in their opposite energy. And they're like, oh, God, what the hell? So y'all need to clean that up. But anyway, well, let's go back. Mashable. Why people, why are people turning to blind dates in the era of online dating? I'm going to turn this up so I can see it to do a brightness. Oh, fuck. So, in the it, Thank you. In the age of online dating, it's pretty normal to know a lot about a person before even setting eyes on them in the flesh. The Valley's Finder Sundays, their top three favorite sitcoms, not to, uh, not to mention their height, age, place of birth, and potentially their religious and political views. It's hard to maintain any element of mystery when you meet someone on an app that is designed to tell you as much about them as possible. And with the help of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge's look for, looking for labels, you can also glean the relationship intentions and whether they want kids without having to ask a single question. No surprise that people are pushing back on the information overload that comes with that. That's a good point. Information overload. Some of y'all put way too much on your profiles, and it's like, <laughs> wow, really? Um, next, you know, swipe left. Next. Um, so yeah, that's a big problem. That's another big problem that I always see in these profiles. And if you get into plenty of fish profiles and I come across them, I'll let you know what those are. But it's a sound um, overload that it, well, the information overload that comes with modern dating by there's no surprise that people are pushing back on the information overload that comes with modern dating by seeking out blind dates. It's a nostalgic concept, and one that might seem scary if you're in the habit of swiping, matching, and meeting. But literally before the Internet, this is what we did, like, back in the 80s and early 90s, right? Before things like MSN and AOL and those. Even with MSN, okay, let me time out. Even with MSN and AOL, there wasn't that information overload until you started chatting. Like, even in your profile, you're only limited to so many words in the beginning. And then they evolved it to where you couldn't, like, put more words so people started dumping. People started information dumping. And this is where all this came from. But usually when you put together a profile, you just went to put together a profile and just went into a chat room and just started talking to a bunch of people. And that's how, that's, that's how they should have left it. But, you know, I get it, evolutions and things like that. Um, so let's see. One might be scary if you're in the habit of swiping, matching, and meeting. But there's certainly a cultural interest in it. 
You're probably aware of the popular Netflix series Love is Blind, which now has five which that's why I see them. The show sees singles are dating each other, sight unseen, getting to know potential partners from individual pods and proposing to one another with no idea what the other person looks like. Which, again, is because... I'm sorry, but physical attraction is a thing. So you can you can vibe with somebody mentally and intellectually, but if you don't, if you don't see each other until after you propose then it's kind of like a bait and switch, right? I mean, they can tell you, oh, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm, you know, I'm fit, I'm 5'4", I'm 120, and then you and they come out and they're like 5'6", and 185, and it's like, or 190, or even 5'7", and 200, and it's like, yeah. You know, we joke together. I mean, you know, the conversation was nice, but uh, the attraction's just not there. So, again, Physical attraction is literally a thing. It's it's biological. What did I say? Let's see. There's also a viral TikTok series, The Updating Show, which these people go on dates blindfolded in front of an audience. Dating out fatigue. Singles are actually going on blind dates out in the real world, too. Exhausted and bored by the endless swiping, it's no surprise that people are seeking out alternative options, particularly those that pose a simpler, more romantic approach to dating. I was at a point when dating apps, I was at a point where dating apps were proving useless. So I thought I had nothing to lose, says 25-year-old Lucy. I had no sweat in Lucy. Uh, who went on a blind date via University Service Society's matchmaking service. I filled in a form with some information about myself, including what year I was in, what course I was, and some things about my interests and what I look like. As part of the form, I had to fill in bits about what I wanted and a prospective date. Let me bring this a little closer. I want in a perspective date. Oh, I'm moving this down to so I can see. Um, what I want in a perspective date, like their hair color, height, and personality traits. All I knew about the person was that they were male in my university. Hmm. Let's see. And that's it? Okay. How do you, I'm wondering, how do you base a decision on that little information. I don't. I don't understand. Is that like? Is that really a thing? Like they only tell you that this person is this present, and you have to make a decision on dating just like that. Like I don't. And even on blind dates, you know at least something about the person. You know, you you at least know what their race is, or something about their interests, or something like that. You know, it may not be much. You talk about what. You, know, you talk about other things, but you know, at least you hear like, okay, this guy, this guy, he's about six feet tall and something, and he's a white guy. Uh, you want to go out with him? Sure. But this is just, he's a male at the universe. Okay, is he tall? Is he short? Is he big? Is he small? Is he black? Is he white? Is he Jewish? I don't know. So how do you make? How do you literally make a decision with that little information? I don't get it. But. I guess this is what modern uh, blind dating is all about nowadays. I don't understand. I'm glad I'm out of that, but wow, it just sucks. It just seems kind of stressful to me. That's all. She, she explains previously to signing up for the service, Lucy had been using apps and found them to be disheartening and unsuccessful. Me, really? With I wonder why, with 80% of women swiping on only 20% of men and all the competition, I wonder why there would be a lot of a lot of missed success chances. A lot of times, a lot of times, and I got to put this on you women, a lot of times 
you get to, a lot of times you get to, you reject a lot of good men. Let's just throw that out on the table. You reject a lot of good men. You reject a lot of good men is because you have a certain archetype. When you sign up for the dating services, you have a certain archetype that you want to, that you want and that you're going to go for. The problem there is that everybody else, every other woman who signs up on that site has the same archetype in mind. So once you find that, you swipe on him, not even realizing that 30 other women, 40 other women, maybe 50 other women are have swiped on him, and he's messaging at least three-quarters of them. And then you wonder why, and then, again, like I told you before, you become another face in the crowd. And when I take, when I look and I dissect these profiles, I keep saying, you are another face in the crowd. That's all you are, and you have to, you have, to have something in your profile that makes you stand out from the rest. Chances are Lucy didn't do that. Lucy just put up a basic profile and hoped that a man would come find her, not even realizing that on the world of online dating is dog-eat-dog. So you have to – it really is, and I hate to say that, but it's true. The world of online dating is a dog-eat-dog world, and you have to have something that stands out from the rest of the crew. I had put up – back when I was dating, before I got with my girlfriend, I had put up a profile on Plenty of Fish, and it was really funny because um, what I decided to do was – I decided to go into my hypermasculine energy, and I started dictating the terms of of everything, like dictating the terms of the dating, dictating the terms of of when when I have time to see you, how are we going to see you? And I had a daughter this way before I had my son, and I told you when you're going to meet my daughter, if you meet my daughter at all, that I control I control whether you meet my daughter, I control the pace of the relationship. So and I don't control I don't control the dating experience totally, but I control the terms, and I control the pace. So you will not you will not. There's nothing about that that you will dictate. I will dictate all of that. I will I will determine whether you are worthy, and I will determine whether you whether you meet my daughter or not. That's for me to control, not you. And I got so many I got so many. Um, and again. That kind of energy brought the opposite. Yeah, I got a lot of hate and blowback, especially because I have Make America Great Again ad on my on my profile picture. But and that earned me a lot of hate anyway. But a lot of the hyper masculine women, the ones that were in masculine energy, they're calling me like misogynist and all this of you know, I hate women who hate who hurt you, blah blah blah. The, the typical the typical shaming rhetoric. And they weeded themselves out and it was it was wonderful. And the people that the women that supported me that I did go out on dates with were very were very feminine, you know they were girly girl women. And it, again, the, the energy you put out there is the energy you'll attract. And I don't think Lucy, I don't think Lucy, um, I think Lucy understood that. Now there were different, there were things like mostly physical attraction issues that hindered, you know, that hindered further dating. But again, it's a good thing because I found my girlfriend who checks all of the boxes that are necessary. But it's a, it's literally a thing. You have to you have to have a profile that stands out. You just can't be another face in the crowd. That's just it. Let's see. Uh, of course, Lucy is the only person feeling cynical about dating apps. But single people are actively reframing how how they date to better protect their mental health. With thirty one percent of people slow dating and prioritizing quality over quantity, according to research 
which surveyed over 26,000 users, users of the dating app Bumble. Dating apps can be exhausting and make you feel like you failed in some way. And it's true. It's true. If, again, you just become another face in the crowd and playing the passive dating thing on a dating app. Because, again, dating apps are dog-eat-dog. And you really have to, you really have to make yourself stand out over everybody else. So it's like, it's like politics. Politics, you're, especially in the primaries, you're just a name. Especially if there's like six or seven people going for your seat, you're just a name. If you don't have name ID, you have to, you literally have to make yourself known. And I have, I learned that in my run for state, in my run for state office, I had to make myself known. And the reason why I think the reason why I didn't win is because I didn't do enough to make myself known. And I understand that. But in the dating app, it's the same thing. When you're in competition with all these other women, a few men that are in your archetype, then a change your archetype and start going for a man that a man that you normally wouldn't swipe right on, swipe right on him, or you have to make yourself stand out from the rest of the women who are trying to earn, who's trying to earn attention from those guys that you did find that you like and that everybody else does too. That's how dating apps are. So. If you don't do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. So if you're not willing to do either of those things, then do yourself a favor and do like Lucy to take yourself off the dating app. That's, that's just how it is. Go on. I think people are more open to ideas about dating and the different ways to do it. So Dr. Caroline West, Fumble Sex and Relationships Expert. I'd like to talk to her. Before COVID, blind dates might have been a bit of a cheesy reputation, might have had a bit of a cheesy reputation and they've fallen out of fashion, but lockdown gave people the opportunity to pause and reflect on what they want. And it's, that's kind of true. But honestly, um, blind dating is coming back because of the failure of dating apps. And the failure of dating apps happened because of the dating proclivities of women. That's, it's just, that's just how it is. Women, you are the majority. Yeah, you're the majority on the dating apps. You're the majority in the population. You're the majority on the dating apps. You frame how dating apps go. And if dating apps are seen as a failure, it's because we got to lay that at your feet. Because, again, you are, a lot of you are in competition for the same guys. And you don't want to expand your horizons because you do, you think, and if I get into this other article, where I have another article by somebody named Amanda Chattel, who I had a, who I had a run-in with on Twitter. But... Um, and I found an article that she wrote, and it had me scratching my head. If I get into that article, if I get a chance to get into that article today, I will. But one of her points is, you deserve an amazing guy. Yeah, you deserve an amazing guy. However, the amazing guy isn't the amazing guy that you think you deserve. Might be that construction worker. Might be that plumber. Might be that that sanitation worker. He might be that janitor. But you know, he might he might not have a full head of hair. He might be he might be a little on the portly side, have a dead bud. But that's not what you want. You want somebody who's six foot who's six foot, he's fit. He has a six figure income, a nice house, a nice car, and all this stuff, and he's young. Which everybody knows that if you have six figure income and a nice house and a nice car, he's not young at all. Those men are only what zero point zero zero three percent of the population. At last I checked, so you know it is what it is. See, single nights and professional matchmaking. Noticing, 
Let's see, noticing that many of her peers were faced feeling disillusioned by dating apps, finding it difficult to form genuine connections with people on the 25-year-old Briaga Campbell set up a service called Soulmate Social, where she individually matches people to go on blind dates and then organizes a social event that they can go after the date. I think people are sick of dating apps, and I think people are really lonely, Campbell tells National. Dating apps can feel soulless, like you're just another cog in a massive algorithm. Isn't that what I've been saying? You're just another face in the crowd. You have to, again, dating apps are a lot of work. They are a lot of work. It's like podcasting. Podcasting is a lot of work, and I'm figuring this out now that I'm trying to go daily. It's like, wow, do I even have time to, sometimes I don't have, to, I don't have time to put together a schedule between this podcast and my and my other job. It's like, I work 40 hours a week, and it's just tough with my hours to put and everything that I have to do in the day. It's tough to put together a schedule. It really is. Sometimes I have to do this, these things like go through, go through some news articles, well, go through some opinion articles about dating and stuff just to just have some content, right? But yeah, dating apps are tough. They really are. And you have to, you, it's, it's, you have to put some work into it. You do. You can't, you, women can't, women, you can't be passive and then expect a man to go and get you. You're going to fail 100% of the time. Um, let's see. He just feels so it's like you're just another cog in a massive algorithm wheel that really isn't going anywhere. And I think that dating apps miss out on. I think what they, what dating apps miss out on is that human touch to connect people. Hey, yes and no. Dating apps are good for connecting people. Is just do the people want to be connected? That's that's just it. Again. And this, I, again, I have to lay this at, at the feet of you women, because you women keep swiping left, 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 until you find out one guy who fits your algorithm. I mean, your algorithm. Who fits your archetype. And then you swipe right, not knowing that 40 other women swipe right on them, too. When if you took one of the swipe left and, swipe right, and swiped right, you probably would have had a match. It would have been a better, you would have had a better chance for a match. So women, I have to I have to lay that at your feet. I do. That's your fault. See, this is what Campbell service going on. This is what Campbell service provides. And she individually reads. Hold on, let me see the. There, there it is. Where's my mouse? Why is my mouse tripping? Okay, mouse is tripping. Now let's see. This is what Campbell service provides. And she individually reads through hundreds of forms, filled up by singles, hoping to find matches, detailing their interests, valuing their dating values and dating preferences. These forms, along with some social media stalking, I guess that's one way to put it, along with some social media stalking allowed her to pair up 250 people during the first event she ran, all of who went on the date on the same evening and were invited to a social in South London afterwards where they can spend more time with their dates and mingle with others. Matchmaking services like Campbell's might feel a little bit retro, but there are more of them popping up, such as Lucia's blind dates with 30-year-old Jasmine, who shares her dating experiences via her TikTok page, Jazz at Jazz in London. So if you're on TikTok, follow at follow give at Jazz in London a follow. Uh, watch some of her content. You know, I like to if I, you know, if I hear people like on TikTok or on YouTube or something like that, and I and I come across that, then I like to like generate some traffic for them. That's just something I do. So she's at Jazz in London, J A Z I N L O N D O N. Uh, if you're on TikTok, go to that account, give that a follow, and watch some of her, watch her videos. 
uh, was set up via Lucia service, which involved a 90-minute phone call. 90-minute phone call during which she shared lots of details about herself and what she wanted a partner. From here, Lucia arranged the whole thing with no contact between Jazz and the date. She was simply provided with an address to a restaurant where she was instructed to tell the staff that she was table booked for Lucia and met her date for the first time at the table. It was very mysterious, and that energy of come and find me. I'm the one in the red dress, says Jasmine. It's certainly more romantic than going back and forth with a hinge match for three weeks, only to settle on a Tuesday night a month away thanks to your conflicting schedules, right? Yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of true. Finding a match in the wild. One benefit of dating apps is that you know almost straight away whether you're likely to have something common with the person you're going on date with, which isn't the case with blind dates. 30-year-old, and that's true, because you literally have to talk to the person. But the good thing about blind dates is that you can actually get up and leave. And, you know, really, if there's nothing going on, either you can leave during the date or you, you can finish the date and then be like, you know, thanks, but I just don't think it, I just don't see it between us. And, you know, it's, it's and dating apps, whereas with dating apps, you may not even get that chance because you may not even get a response. So, you know, there's that. Let's see. 30-year-old Anna was based on a number of blind dates and tended single dinners where she was meeting potential partners completely unseen. And she explains that knowing nothing about them beforehand has pros and cons. Probably made me a bit more awkward to start with as you literally have no foundation or small talk to start with. That's why you come in and you build small talk when you're, during your date. And it's amazing. I'm going to put a pin right there. It's amazing because... With the advent of cell phones and social media technology, it it freaks me out the number of people who go on dates and start messing with their phone during the date. And this, that sounds like this is where this came from, is small talk during a date has gone has almost gone the way of the dodo, and it's, again, it, it's, it trips me out. It doesn't freak me out, but it trips me out. A small talk during a date has gone the way of the dodo, and people are just like on phones and stuff during a date. Like, really? So, small talk to start. Uh, you literally have no foundation of small talk to start with, which is why you put the phone away and you create small talk during the date. But in a weird way, it gives you and them a clean slate, so they have to impress you organically. Not sure how I feel about that because, again. Men, talking to men now, that's your job to impress the women. Why? Because you're literally the minority. They're the majority, so they have to they have to chase you down. It wasn't always that way, but with a bunch of wars and pestilence that have decimated the male population, then this is what we have. Again, women are 50.4% of the population. Men are 49.6. So take that for what it is. Um, rather than have to live up to an idea that you might have got off a dating app profiler from mutual friends, and that's true. People lie on, people lie a lot on um, dating apps and stuff to go so far as to put up false pictures, and it's kind of like a bait and switch thing. Whereas a blind date, hey, you know, it is what it is when you when you sit down across the table from that person. You know, let's see, a truly blind date means that you have no assumptions about the person you're dating, which can lead to strong emotional connection. It can, but then it can go also very awry. As you skip through the introductions and are often set up by a mutual friend or family member, people go into the date looking for an emotional connection first and a physical connection second. For a lot of people, this helps them feel more at ease going beyond what they might have considered themselves. 
equally can be important that you have some things in common with the person you're dating, and it might be difficult to guarantee this to a blind date. Exactly. So whether or not it works for you will probably depend on your priorities and preferences, and that's true. That's why when you accept a blind date, you need to know a little more than just he's a guy on campus, which is why when that point came up, I was like, what's kind of stressful? But that's not, that's not the way I would blind date, but whatever. Let's see, a break from solo swiping. However, blind dating certainly offers a more refreshing approach to relationships, one that doesn't involve swiping left or right based on entirely what a person looks like or one photo, which can feel shallow. With dating, apps, with dating on dating apps, there's a gamified element which makes it feel almost mindless, and that's true. Desmond says, for people who are trying to date more with purpose and date more mindfully, blind dating can be a good option, especially if you're doing it through someone you trust. Dating apps also tend to encourage a grass is greener mindset. This is true. A lot of divorces happen because of um, dating apps. And a lot of women think that they get on these, they're going to get divorced from their husband who they don't like. And they get on these dating apps and find somebody who's way better than her husband only to find out that nobody wants a divorced 40-year-old who has like three kids. And it just doesn't happen. And then she tries to get back to her husband and it's too late. Her husband's already jaded or he's already moved on to another person. And the women are out there stuck in the cold. And again, I would be the worst. That's why I didn't get into law or even divorce law, family law, because I would be the worst divorce attorney ever. Because I would tell, I would tell women, why the hell, why would you get divorced? Why? There is literally nothing out there for you. If you get divorced, you're going to be left out in the cold. So don't divorce them. Like for real, don't divorce them. Do whatever, do whatever emotional, physical, physical, emotional heavy lifting you need to do to save this relationship. But do not get divorced. I wouldn't make any money. But the worst advice people can give other people is to get divorced. That is the worst advice. Now, yes and no. For men, it's not so bad. For women, it's horrible. Because, again, a divorced man has, has a higher chance of moving on and finding somebody than a divorced woman. It's, that's just how it is. And so if you're a woman and somebody's telling you to get divorced, boy, you better leave that advice alone. That's what I'm saying. The old grass is greener thing, right? Let's see. Uh, gold grass green. With so many options available to us, quite literally at the touch of a finger, it's no wonder that people aren't willing to commit or doubt the potential of their partners. Blind dates are the antithesis to this, in which you are presented with one person, usually who someone, usually who someone you know or trust, thinks you will like. My blind date offers some external perspective that stops me from being extremely picky when it comes to choosing who, who to go on a date with, Lucy says. See, Lucy learned. Blind dating in digital age, no matter how they sound, how good they sound on paper, it's, fairly, it's fair to say that a blind date is a daunting idea. When we're used to having so much information about potential partners through dating apps and social media, plus physical attractiveness is important for people, and you have to put a lot of trust in a friend or a matchmaker playing Cupid to assume they're going to find someone who is suited to you physically. Which is why you don't. You, if you're going to take a blind date, then accept a blind date from somebody who knows you really well, like a best friend, somebody who you've been friends with for some years. If it's just like in a work acquaintance, oh, I know somebody who, yeah, because they don't know you and they don't know your, they don't know your quirks and your tendencies and things like that. And so, they're going to say that they know somebody for you, but if not nine times out of ten, it's not going to be a match because they don't know you like that. Whereas a best friend. They know all your quirks and they know all your sensitivities and they know all your proclivities and they know all your habits and your attitude. And they, they pretty much, they can find somebody who, who's a good fit. 
for you, not like that acquaintance or that coworker. So be very picky about who you accept blind dates from. Um, I did explain to Lucio what my type of paper is in terms of physical attractiveness, but I also did tell her that I was flexible to dating outside of that because my type of paper is kind of specific, and I want to reckon I want to recognize that it's not realistic, Jasmine says, and that's true. Again, Jad, this Jasmine's malady, and I think I'm I'm going to end it here because there's a there's a conclusion, but I'm going to end it here. Because Jasmine made a hell of a point. That's a point that I've been making throughout this article. Women, you're way too damn picky. It causes you to swipe left on swipe left on really good guys and swipe right on the guys that twenty other twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty other women have already swiped on because they're just as picky as you are. So it's killing your date it's killing your life on dating apps. It really is. If you want a higher chance of success, then you better broaden your you better broaden your horizons and Tweak that archetype because if you're looking for this person, then chances are if you if you have the strict set of parameters and you go out looking for it, then chances are other people are looking for those parameters too. It was kind of like remember the gold. Well, I can't remember the gold. You weren't even most of, none of us were alive during the gold rush. But the problem with the gold rush is that the gold when people found the gold, the gold when people first found gold in California, people first found gold in California in about eight, about around 1835. That's that's when people first gold. The call to the call to come to California to find the gold that were national didn't come till about 1847. So between 1835 and 1847, and the people finally started going. To, the gold rush finally happened in 1849. The problem is between 1835 and 1847, the gold had already been picked through. So people were coming to California looking for the, looking for this gold. And the problem was there wasn't a whole lot of gold left because everybody who – people who found the gold first, they would tell their friends and their family, and they, they would come, and they, they would collect all this gold. And then they're the ones that became rich. They became the Rockefellers and all, this, all these people. But – um. And then the rest of the people came in 1848. The gold was already gone. They were they were going through like they were finding like little nuggets and bits and pieces. But the big the big big gold chunks were already taken. They were already they were already picked through. They were already they were already taken. So everybody's fighting over the scraps. This is the problem with dating apps. Dating apps is the same thing. The men, most of the good men are gone. The younger women who Younger women who are fit, feminine, and friendly have taken these men already. They're married to these men. So those men are gone. You guys are picking over what your guys are coming in in 1848, and you're picking over the, the little nuggets and scraps that are left. Yeah, you may find some chunks of gold somewhere, but everybody else is looking. You have 20, 30, uh, 40 other prospectors that are also looking for those nuggets too, and you're fighting over it now. And so, again, maybe go to Nevada for silver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, that's the whole thing. I'm going to switch because I'm going to switch reels. And I want to go to Amanda Chattel's article because, again, I'm not a fan of Amanda Chattel. The reason why is because Amanda Chattel is one of these people, one of these feminists who is going to die lonely with her cats. And, and again, it's just her being in her masculine energy. Uh, I got 15 minutes left. So 
he's what he's feminist with inner masculine energy. And I had a run in with her because of something she said was profoundly stupid. And I made a blog post about it and I posted it on Twitter. And I, I, when I tweeted out the, my blog post, I said, this was an article written by at angry Chattel. And I guess it went to her and she's seen it and she got highly offended that I would never write something like this. And so, um, criticizing her and then she's not used to criticism. So I, so she came back, she called herself coming back at me, and we went back and forth. And so it was really weird that I found this article written by her, like she's still she's still writing, she's still single. So nothing, you know, nothing has changed. And she's trying to, this article came off as, it sounds like her justifying why it is she's still single. And as I go through this, think of, if you're guys, as I go through this, Think of the feminist who is single, who can't get a man, and she has, and she's wondering why she's not getting a man, right? Somebody who's in their masculine energy. Um, Amanda's kind of a radical feminist, so okay. But excluding the rad- radical feminists, just think of somebody who, think of a modern woman who, who is trying to figure out why she can't get a man. As I go through 16 reasons, the best women often stay single the longest by Amanda Chattel. And that title alone tells me a hell of a lot about about this. And it tells me that Amanda wrote this article with her in mind because, again, Amanda Chattel is one of those people that are that is extremely arrogant. She's, she thinks more highly of herself than she actually should. And so I can understand her thinking that, well, I'm I'm one of the best women out there. Why am I so single? And I think this is where this article comes from. And so it says, in a world with being coupled, coupled up or in a relationship seems like the be-all, end-all for many women, and it literally is for many men too. Um, going on. The reality is that being single can actually be better. Debatable. But some say yes, some say no. It depends on the situation. It's just, so it's kind of right there. There may be pluses of getting married. A lot of pluses there are. And a lot of negatives. If you're a man, there's a lot of negatives. As a matter of fact, a lot of men are shirking marriage nowadays because society has been set up that women can literally divorce men for any reason, take half of their stuff, and not even be held accountable for it. So for a lot of men, marriage can be a net negative. And the question is thrown out. And I'm going to throw out the question. And for anybody who wants to answer, leave it on my wallet, come to my Facebook, and leave it as a Facebook comment. But I want to know what advantage is there to marriage that what does a, what can a man get what can a man get in marriage that he cannot get by just being in a relationship like that's that's what I want to know what 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 benefits a man in marriage that does that he does that he can't get in a, in a regular relationship not getting married if you have an answer to that then I'm all ears Let's see, instead, rolling solo, solo for, for as long as possible is the way to go, at least for some. If you're still on your own and feeling weird about it, don't. Here's why the best women stay single for the longest. One, you deserve an amazing guy. Now, remember back in the last article when I mentioned the amazing guy thing? Yeah, women, yeah, you do deserve an amazing guy. I'll give you that. But again, the amazing guy isn't, may not be the archetype that you have in your, that you've built in your mind. Just let that marinate for a little bit. 
too. Uh, let's see. Why do you deserve an amazing guy? Whether it's for whether it's for another human being or some job that you know you're better for, you're better than. Because it's some job you know that you're better than. Okay. Uh, you just refuse to settle in any way. So if that's the case, you sure as hell aren't going to waste your time being with someone who doesn't live up to your standards. That's true. However, some of y'all's standards is, is so high that nobody, literally nobody lives up to it. Well, no, you only have, there's only like 0.007% of the population that lives up to it. And then when you find it, you expect that to come find you, not even realizing that 40, 50, 60, or 70 other women are also interested in that person. And it creates that, it creates that. So there you go. There you go, Amanda. That's what you're not saying. Number two, you like doing what you want when you want. You like you like to come and go as you please, go to dinner when you want to, sleep while a starfish position your bed alone. You don't need or want attachments that are going to interfere with your plan. So that's basically this is what she's saying a relationship is. She's saying a relationship is just an attachment that's going to interfere with your plans. And she's wondering why with this mentality that she doesn't have a man. Three, on a partner? Oh, wait. Uh, that's an advertisement for Sweden. We're not we're not doing that. But number four, you're a natural risk taker. You've never been conventional in your thoughts or actions, and you're the first one of your friends to sign up for cliff jumping or skydiving. Okay, again, you can't do that while you're in a relationship. See, Amanda Amanda's problem is she thinks that once you're in a relationship, like you and again. It's because she's so jaded that she's not in a relationship and she hasn't been in a relationship for probably a couple of decades. So this is what she thinks about relationships is that you're trapped. You can't do what you want. You know, you're, you're with this person. You can't sleep in the bed however you want. And literally, it's not like that. You can still go out. You can still go cliff diving. You can still go skydiving. You can go alone if you want. You can go with your, you can go with your girlfriend or boyfriend if you want. You can do all of these things. So I don't understand how, where she gets off thinking that you can't, if you're in a relationship, you can't do any of these things because you literally can. Like, I, me and my girlfriend just took a trip to Vegas. I mean, come on, we went to Vegas for goodness sake. We still have family. We still have a lot of fun. Like, if you're in a relationship, you can't do anything like go to Vegas. Why not? You know what I mean? So you prefer to get, anyway, going on. You prefer to know the thrill of living on the edge and huddling away. And huddling away in the life that's ordinary. So being in a relationship is not ordinary. You see how you see how it is. This is this is how women who haven't been in relationships in a couple of decades, and everybody around her getting into relationships, and she can't. This is how they think, right? Number five, you're so unique that it's not easy to find a good match for you. This is the malady of a lot of women. All right, a lot of women think that they're so unique that it's not easy to find a good match. Again, women. 40 point, I mean, 50.4% of the, yeah, 50.4% of the relationship, wait a minute, I have to get that right. I don't think you're as unique as you think you are. I'm just saying, you know, if you're, if you're the majority in the population. So it's not easy to find a good match for you. It's very easy to find a good match for you. It's just you've got to broaden your horizons a little bit. So number five is horrible, horrible advice. You're so unique that it's not easy to find. I'd say the reality is the opposite. That's quite a delusional thinking. The reality is the opposite. You're so common that you literally can take, you literally can find a guy, take him home, and do what you can with him. Now, again, women, you control access to sex, point stipulated. Men, we control the access to long-term relationships. So 
women, you can, you might get to, you might go, you'll get to first, second, or third, but you know, the, the long-term relationship thing, you got to learn how to play the man's game. That's just how it is. If you want to learn the long-term relationship, you have to learn to play the man's game. You, you just do. You have to learn to play for the man and not for you. Number six. Let's see. Oh, wait. I didn't see number five. Number five, you're so unique that it's easy to find a good match for you. You know someone has a penchant for jumping out of planes and drinking milk past the expiration date. You know, you do that, Amanda, come on. And, uh, six, your top priorities don't include being someone's girlfriend or wife. Well, what if that is someone's top priority? Is that so bad? Like, see, this is how women, this is how women, especially in the feminist movement, think. They think that being somebody's girlfriend or wife is is a bad thing, Where, whereas people who get married have more financially stable lives than people who are single. That's just it. That's a fact. Number seven, you love the excitement of first kisses. No, because every person you can, you, you only have one first kiss, and that's the first kiss you had when you were a child. Every other kiss after that is just a kiss. It, it literally just is. Now, you have a kiss with, with somebody that you like, but then again, never mind, because, again, Amanda should, Amanda Chattel doesn't believe that relationships should lead to relationships. She just thinks you should be single, and uh, you should just kiss every toad, whether or not they become a prince or not. You see, kissing the same person for the rest of your life, yeah, it's called being in love, man. Maybe you should try it. Um, getting it on with the same person until you're dead, yeah, it's called being in love. Maybe you should try it. Are you kidding me? No, seriously. Let's see, you're holding out and enjoying first kisses with new people as long as possible. Um, no thanks. Horrible, horrible advice. Hey, you want to taste all the flavors of the casual hookup scene. You want to rack up your body count so you become undesirable to a man that, you, that when you do find and you like him, then you have a high body count and you're ruined from, you're ruined in his eyes. This is what she's literally this is what she literally wants for you. She wants you to rack up your body count so that when you do find a guy who let's say you find a guy who fits your archetype, right? And you sit down across the table from him and he asks you, How many people have you slept with? What are you gonna tell him at that point? What are you gonna tell him? But this is what this is what this is what is in store for you if you follow Amanda Chattel's um, if you follow Amanda Chattel's advice. That's what's in store for you. A high body count, dying lonely with lots of cats. Anyway, it goes on. It says, you never really know what you're into until you taste all the flavors you have to offer. Casual cook-ups are definitely a way to do that. At the cost of your relationship future. And that's Remember, there's a, there's a cost of, what do they call it, an opportunity cost? So, yeah, you take the opportunity. Once you take the opportunity to sleep with as many people as you can on the casual hookup scene, it's going to cost you a future stable relationship. That's the price you have to pay for that. Let's see. And this is what Amanda Chattel's problem. I think she she hooked up with so many people that she racked up her body count that nobody wants her anymore because she's old, she's used, she has a lot of mileage on her, and nobody wants that. They're looking past her at the person who's younger and doesn't have so much of a body, so high of a body count. And if you take this advice, that's going to be your life too. Just know that. Number nine, you rather not share your hard-earned money. You can do that in a relationship. It's called it's called separate assets. I had a prenuptial agreement, but it's called separate separated assets. You don't have to share your well in marriage. You kind of do. It's it's preferable actually. You can get married that you set your that you set your assets because of the tax benefits from that. But 
If you're just in a relationship, not to share your money. But seriously, if you guys make your own money. Now, if you're in a relationship and you're a man who's taking care of your woman, then of course, right? And again, number nine. So if you ask Amanda Chattel or people like her, hey, would you be in a relationship with a man who makes six figures, who's paying, who's, who's allowing you to live the life you want to live, paying your bills, keep um, paying your bills, paying for the vacation, you guys can afford a vacation, and you guys can afford you know, cars and sending your kids to private school. Would you want that? Her answer is going to be yes. Nine times out, nine and a half times out of ten, her answer is going to be yes. Would you rather not share your hard-earned money, right? You don't want to have to check in with anyone. No, you literally don't have to check in. Like, I don't. My girlfriend doesn't have to check in with me. I don't have to check in with my girlfriend. We all we know each other's routines. We know where we're going to be, right? So I don't. I don't have to check in with. Her. She doesn't have to check in with me. But you see how she thinks a relationship is like this drudgery that you're just oppressed and going through the going through the motions. You're with the person you hate. And you have to check in. And you have to put, and you have to give your money to them, and all this. And this is why she's not in a relationship. Let's see, living a single girl at weddings, eleven, and I know I can, I'm probably going to run overtime with this, but that's fine. Living a single girl at weddings. I don't know who. I literally don't know who does. Even the single girls want to hook up, want to hook up and find some guy that, you know, they're going to fall in love with at the wedding. That's just how weddings go. So single women at weddings kill. Kill it in the guy department, but you say that. Never mind. Not only do you have single men eyeing you, yeah, but married men who miss their single days too, which is a net negative. Um, it's also a perfect time to celebrate the fact that you don't have to deal with your own wedding anytime soon, which a lot of women actually would prefer having to deal with their own wedding. This is true. So you don't want to give up vacuuming in the nude. You literally don't have to. As a matter of fact, if you're a woman, your boyfriend would prefer probably if you did vacuuming in the nude. Let's see, 13, you love the freedom of not having plans. Why won't you have plans? That just smacks of irresponsibility. You have, to, you have to have a plan for everything. You literally do. Even if even if you're rolling out and you have, and all you're going to do today is watch TV, you got to have a plan of what you want to watch. I mean, come on, right? And where are you going to watch it? Which room are you going to watch it? Everything has a plan. So love the freedom of not having plans. That's not freedom. That's just irresponsibility. Your singlehood allows you to drop everything on a Friday and jet off to Rome if that's what you want to do. When was the last time any of your married friends did such a thing? Um, that's weird because a lot of my married friends just came back from trips on vacation. So there you go. And it's a trip because the married people that she so complains about, and yes, I'm going to go over time, but that's fine. Um, the married people that she complains about have the financial resources to do this, to, to drop everything on Friday and jet off to Rome. I don't know too many single people who can do it because single women, they have their kids, they have their bills, they have their rent, they have their car payment, they have their, uh, they have their insurance payments, all these other payments that they're paying out. But when, when uh, single women, tell me when you have, tell me when, tell me, do you have the resources to just drop everything on those random Friday and jet off to Rome? Let's see, 40, 40, busy building an empire. And this is a, this is a thing that, that goes back to what I said before. If you're so busy building the empire, then by the time it's built and you're ready to look a man, look for a man, you're you're too old. You've wasted too much time building the empire, and now no man wants you, so you're doomed to die alone. That's just how it is. That's the reality. So, if you're 14, you're busy busy building an empire. While others have a job, you have a career that's important to you. Focus on that and go as far as you can in it. Again, 
you do that and you've doomed yourself to being lonely. You can either, you can only commit to either a family life or a career life, and never the two shall fuse. So there you go. It's You don't have time for someone else's problems. That's called being a decent human being. Like someone else's problems, you're just going to ignore it. Let's see, being in a relationship means dealing with someone else's crap. It's not crap. Like people go through things. If you're going, you know what, Amanda? Never mind. That's just that's just you being a horrible person. And this is why we had that run-in on Twitter, because of thought processes like this. This is exactly why I said about you what I said about you. And I see nothing's changed. So even after all these years, nothing's changed. Let's see, 16, you're, con- you're not concerned about your biological clock. You better be concerned about your biological clock to go to the thing. And once you hit that wall, once you, get, once you bust past that wall, ain't no man going to want you because you're not going to be able to produce kids. And that's it. Now, there may be there may be a certain subset of men, subset of good men who are looking for older women. But guess what? Usually, a good older woman has them already. Again, you're picking over the you're picking over the leftover nuggets after everybody has cleaned out all the gold. Remember that. That's a very important analogy. I need you to burn burn into your brain about the dating scene. The gold rush of 1849. Now, in fact, others another it up. You just laugh. Really, the only reason you ever look at the clock. Let's see how many more drinks you can get. But literally, your biological clock is everything because if you don't have kids and you want kids, you better pay attention to that biological clock. And 17, you're already in a relationship with yourself, which is fine. Like, okay, this, I can, let's see if I can get into this, but when I was, when, back in when I was single, um, I, I will see this being a relationship with myself. I used to, I used to say I was my own best date because I never complained about where I went. I always went where I wanted to go and I never complained about the food or never haggled about where to eat because I ate where I want. I just, okay, got that. Please stipulate it. However, being in a relationship with yourself only goes so far. So being in a relationship with somebody else will take you further. But, but that's just you have to say. You don't need to commit yourself to anyone because you've got something really awesome going on with yourself. You can count on yourself, provide for yourself, and make yourself work orgasm like no one else out there you've got it okay that's smacks of that's smacks of crazy cat lady yeah true masturbation kind of a thing but masturbation anybody who if you ask anybody masturbation is kind of empty and hollow and it's just more fulfilling when there's somebody there who's participating and you know and energies and stuff are, com- are combining it's better it's, it's so much better than just handling it solo and just having it feel empty like that that's it. That's the bowling article. I'm four minutes over time, so I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Um, there won't be a show tomorrow because, again, I have that I have that thing I have to do in the morning. I'm going to come back on Friday, and hopefully I'll be able to put together put together some a decent show. But I kind of wanted to do this just as a last minute thing. Um, and then Friday, I want to talk about full full royalty, the fake royalty, and the people. We are queens. No, you're not. And I'm going to explain to you why. And that's going to be on Saturday. And we're going to roll through some more Plenty of Fish profiles on Saturday. I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Thanks for listening. Um, And, oh, look at that. Okay, cool. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Again, I'm going to make this a a daily show every day from 11 to 12. It's 12 12 before now. But every day from 11 to 12. So tune in. If you have questions, comments, call in. Also, you can email me at jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, at veyramseyabc.com. Um, email me there. 
if you have problems with online dating and stuff, link me, shoot me an email, link me to your profile. I'll take a look at it and I'll send you an email back. I'll give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. But I do it for free. I don't pay. I don't. I don't ask anybody. I don't charge anybody for it. That's just something I do because I just I'm bored and so I like to do. So that's it. Also, I'm going to play with this website a little more, and then I'm a, I'm going to tell you guys all about it when I come back when I come back from it. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm ABC. I'm out. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.